Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Anatomy of Film podcast. I am one of your hosts, Director John. And I'm your other host, Gabe, and we are here to dissect into the brain, heart, and maybe even soul of your favorite movies. And let me just say, there's a, there's something going on outside right now, okay? If you live in Florida, it's, well, in our part of Florida, it's raining, and that's how I feel on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> just a thunderstorm just struck into the heart, bro. <laughs> Today, Today's movie is Mortal Kombat. Woohoo. Out of all the exciting new movies that have been coming out lately, like the new Zack Snyder release, Godzilla vs. Kong, Mortal Kombat, I feel it's you know, um, good enough to talk about Mortal Kombat because that's a very popular franchise. It's super popular. Yeah. And I was one of the people... Who was very excited for this movie um, for a number of reasons, and we'll, we'll get into it. But they, this movie had a lot of good things going for it, and it's a sh- it's a shame. It's a rainy day in Florida, and it's a rainy day in my heart right now. Yep, because we always love to say we love to dive into the minds of your guys' favorite films, but maybe this is not a so favorite film for. <laughs> I love. <laughs> I love how we started this so somber. So, yeah, like guys, people... you already know the review. You know, thank you for listening to us. Have a good day. <laughs> but no, let's definitely get into it. Let's definitely talk about this movie and talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. You know, there are some things I do have to say I appreciate about it. One yes. of it being it's definitely a better adaptation than past Mortal Kombat movies. But is it though? And we'll get into that yeah, later. Well, like, yeah. I can argue that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start with the... With the synopsis, mm-hmm. which when I wrote this down, I John came over and I was like, is this a good synopsis? Because I truly don't know what happened in this movie. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I know what happened, but I didn't. But here, here's a synopsis for the people who have not seen this yet. Um, a washed out MMA fighter named Cole Young becomes entangled with otherworldly forces after finding out his strange birthmark signifies that he was chosen to defend Earthrealm. After Jax finds Cole, they embark... What Jax is a Mortal Kombat character, finds Cole, they embark on a journey to find the rest of Earthrealm's greatest warriors to fight in Mortal Kombat and defeat the possibility of the underworld overtaking Earth. I think what makes this review exciting is that this is the first movie we actually haven't officially watched together, mm-hmm. and this is like going to be a fresh review where you and I are practically talking about it for the first time with one another too. So <laughs> yeah, I, I I forgot who texted who, but you're, I think I don't know who it was, but someone was like, "Have you seen Mortal Kombat?" I think it was me that asked you. Yeah, and you're like, "It was pretty bad." Yeah. And I like two nights later, I go to watch. It, and I'm like, "There's no way it's Mortal. You can't fuck up Mortal Kombat." Yeah, like and and I remember yeah. we were th- discussing movies, and I think we came. To to a conclusion of which movie we were going to review next and then you hit me up said john we need to review mortal kombat and i said you know what perfect bro let's make this let's make our first negative review mortal kombat <laughs> yeah that, as you guys can tell we're not super excited about the movie but you know it has some redeeming qualities and i think that it's good to discuss this because this is the way not to make a video game film Mm -hmm. you know because it has a lot of lore and it has a lot of backstory and it could have really delved into some cool shit but it just never does that um but we're we're getting way ahead of ourselves why don't you (laughs) this is a huge (laughs) cast list (laughs) a very huge cast list i'm I'm gonna let you take care of that and i'll chime in with some of my favorite guys (laughs) uh so you know i try to like stick to the main characters in the movie but you know, Mortal Kombat has a pretty colorful gallery of characters, so I, I wanted to name the ones who are most famous who are in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, Louis Tan plays Cole Young, and he was in movies like Deadpool 2, 
Into the Badlands and Den of Thieves. Uh, Jessica Misname, she played Sonya Blade, and she was in The Meg, Chips, and fun fact, she's in an Australian movie called The Loved Ones, which is actually, excuse me, which is actually a great film. Okay. And I, I mean, it's super fucked up and gruesome, but it's a great, like, slasher demented psychological horror it's great anyways um josh lawson plays kano he was an anchorman 2 the little death and long story short and we still got a few more names joe Taz- <laughs> taslim he plays bihan and slash sub-zero and he was in the raid redemption have you seen that before? i have not yeah great great action flick uh i'm pronouncing this wrong but mccad brooks plays jacks Tadanbo, Tadanbo Asano plays Raiden. Oh, we're getting into the Asian names now. Yeah, <laughs> Hiroyuki Sanada, Hanzo Hasashi slash Scorpion. He plays Scorpion, excuse me. Uh, Chinhan Shang Tsung, when he was in The Dark Knight, as a guy who's really good with numbers. Oh, yeah, the one that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Batman has to kidnap. Okay. Uh, and last two, Ludi uh, Lin plays Liu Kang, and then Max Wong plays Kung Lao. So this is a huge fucking cast. Yeah, there were so many characters, and I feel like that, I mean, it was cool to see all these characters, and I feel like it was the biggest downfall in this movie, but I understand it. Like, if you're going to make a Mortal Kombat movie, you need to have all your favorite characters in it, even if some of them make brief cameos as well. Yeah, there was a couple cameos I saw that I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they were in it. The movie has some things right. Um, Mm -hmm. Directed by Simon McQuaid. Yes, which is, this is his first and only movie that he's done. Yeah, uh, I saw that on the IMDb too. He hasn't had, this was his first feature. I don't know, I think the other one was like a show or like a short film. Yeah. I don't remember. See, in, in those in those instances, I like to like see and, and go back to like the story behind it. Because, you know, if you want to make a Mortal Kombat movie, especially with, with for a very popular franchise, you want to get somebody with more experience yeah. You know, to try to tackle that challenge. Because it's a big challenge. You know, any video game adaptation movie is such a challenging goal to reach to make it good. And, um, yeah, so I'm kind of curious as to why, you know, like, what the mindset is behind the studio when they're, like, trying to hire directors, I guess, like, saving budget or something like that for... I mean, I think it could be a mixture of saving budget, but it's also... some. I, I actually really appreciate when a big studio does that for an upcoming director because... How many people get the chance to yeah. like jump into something like, especially something as big of a franchise as Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it can either be super great because they're going to bring something new to the table. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're power hungry like that, like they bring something new. Or, you know, in this case, it can fall a little flat. Mm-hmm. And it might not even be his fault necessarily. Yeah. You know? um, because one thing that's super interesting is that this movie was produced by James Wan. And when I found out he was producing this film, I was I thought this is great because Mortal Kombat is kind of like horror in the sense. Yeah. And it would have been so cool to see them flesh out the horror bits in this movie. Yeah. But it know, wasn't there. No. <laughs> James Wan though, baby. I mean yeah. next next time if they like they're gonna make a second movie, obviously. Oh yeah. But just put James Wan in the, the director's chair and like let's see what he can do because he he he's the man, dude. Yeah. He can do anything. He can do action drama horror like he's just so good he's so versatile um i've talked enough though so why don't you go with your short (laughs) perfect i'll go ahead (laughs) and do it the reason being is because i don't want to come off too strong if i'm like bashing to it because normally when i don't like a movie i might come off that way so but (laughs) but here's my review guys um 
Although I feel this adaptation exceeded in some ways to its predecessors, Mortal Kombat still falls short with its writing, rushed and clunky, clunky storytelling, and sloppy acting that's pretty comedic during serious moments and stale during comedic moments. If you turn your brain off for the uh, one hour and 50 minute run through, diehard fans of the franchise will be able to enjoy seeing some of their favorite characters perform the gruesome fatalities they expect. Possibly a one-time watch to appreciate the attempt at making a video game come to the big screens, but yet another example as to why these adaptations are almost impossible to execute properly. Yeah, you know, you bring up a lot of good points there. Um, video game movies are hard to execute because you have to cater to, you know, the audience that love the franchise mm -hmm. while also catering to people who have never been exposed to that media before. And then also catering to people who have some knowledge, but also love movies, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you, you kind of have to juggle a lot. But it can be done. Like, yeah. a great example of that, not just video game movies, but look at the Avengers and all of Marvel. Yeah. If you think about it, a few a decade, well, this has been going on for more than a decade, but let's say like two or three decades ago, superheroes weren't a thing. And mm -hmm. then like, if they were, people were like, eh, that's, a, that's something for kids. Yeah. And it can be done. They, it could like, be. It's been shown. Uh but anyways, here's my short review. <laughs> uh, okay. With the promise of James Wan producing and an Asian-centered cast, Mortal Kombat was on my must-watch list of 2021. Unfortunately, dreams do not come true because Mortal Kombat is a sloppy and ridiculous movie, even by MK standards. An incoherent plot, an incoherent plot along with shoddy fight sequences can't overtake the truly amazing fatalities. Worst of all, this movie commits the most unforgivable sin, being completely boring and not taking the the absurdity to the next level. Thank you for making my review feel good. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't feel as bad anymore. Now no, I can you know, I can completely open up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, like there's there's some great mo like there are some moments in this movie where it's like it's like wow, yeah. this is Mortal Kombat. Like yeah. this is what I came to pay for. And then there's like the rest of the hour and 35 minutes of this movie. <laughs> yeah, and that's how I felt too. Honestly, like what I what I would say I liked is the beginning. Like anything that dealt with Scorpion and Sub-Zero, which minor spoiler guys for any of you Scorpion fans, he's only in the movie like at the very beginning as like Hanzo and then at the very end of Scorpion. But those are the tidbits <clears throat> that I like the most. Yeah, you know them writing off scorpion as like this strange secondary character and then they just decided to make a completely new character yeah why didn't you just fill the slot with scorpion yeah like, it could have been a lot better it could have been so much cooler yeah they tried to uh, bring in a new character that i know is not from those so uh, another fun fact is that i'm more of a smash bros player i haven't really been in the realm of <laughs> they Monica. haven't made that movie yet <laughs> that's uh, nintendo <laughs> avengers but um you know i'm not a diehard fan but i know the gist of the franchise because I played the games. I have friends that are fans of it, and I know like somewhat of the backstory of like Scorpion and Sub Zero, and like I love the beginning of it where you, where you see that backstory play out. And honestly, I would have been satisfied if it focused on that story, you know, and adding different Mortal Kombat characters into the mix. You're right. You know, and you know what's so funny that you're saying this because I was discussing this with Jasmine. And that's what I said, too. I said, I loved the beginning. The opening scene was so good. Yeah. I was ready. I was like, oh, my God. If this movie's going to be like this, I'm here for it. Yeah. And then, like, literally the next scene is Cole Young. And he's so lame. Yeah. And we'll get into Cole Young in a little bit. But he's just such a lame hero that you, you just can't help but think, like, 
why the fuck is Scorpion not being this guy? Right? <laughs> yeah. Why do they have to be, like, and he's the bloodline of Scorpion. Like, they made this character to be a descendant of Scorpion. Yeah. So, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. I guess I guess what I, I what I read upon, actually, is that the reason why they made this is to feel new audience, to introduce him into the world of Mortal Kombat. <clears throat> but even then, it didn't feel like that because this character was just always kind of just stagnant and just following around well yeah and it could be done too though because yeah say what you want about the original mortal kombat movie i know it's shitty i know it's <laughs> stupid but it has charm yeah which is something this movie does not have it no. does not have any charm to it the original what i love about the original is that <laughs> there is this tongue-in-cheek humor about it i feel like all the actors that were in that movie they knew what they signed up for they're kind of they're here and they're like yeah we're just making a mortal kombat movie no big deal and then this movie, it it tries to be goofy, but it also takes itself a little too seriously, and it yeah. doesn't work in its favor. Yep. And it's funny, because I spoke to somebody, and at first I was like, what do you mean by this? Because of somebody that had seen the movie, they said, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the old Disney movie, Sky High, where like all these teenagers go to high school to like learn their powers and to harness their powers and learn how to use it to be superheroes meets blood and gore you know and at first i was like what do you mean but then i thought about it i saw scenes from sky high again which is a really old movie i'm like wow that they kind of follow that same timetable where you get these people that don't you know that don't have their powers or haven't unlocked their full potential and that's what they're there there for to um to prepare for this tournament to save the world essentially which, to be heroes. Which, that wasn't even part of the lore of the game. Yeah. Like, what was it they unlocked their... Like, it wasn't cheap. Ar- Ar- Arcana. Arcana Ar- or something Ar- like that. Arcana. Arcana, Arcana yeah. yeah. That, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, and, <laughs> and it makes no sense because they, you know, with their dialogue, they play it off as like, oh, that's something that comes from within you. Yeah. But most of these people's Arcanas came from like things and artifacts that they had. And we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't... There's no... There's nothing coherent He's, about yeah. what happens with, within the story. And that's the thing that pissed me off the most. And we'll get into that. Because the story of this movie, okay, is super simple. It's mm-hmm. a hero's journey. Yep. Okay? And I can get behind that. Because who, who wouldn't want to see a movie about a guy who, you know is down in the dumps and he's like trying to make his way to the top and he you know the rise and fall and the rise again and you're like yeah you yeah. know and great like this is a great example of a hero's movie um star wars luke starts off as a guy on tatooine with his uncle and an aunt he's a nobody he's just like a little farmer's boy mm-hmm. by the end of return of the jedi this guy has one hand, has a black glove, a green lightsaber, and he, that's like the the essence of the hero's journey. Like he comes from nothing to become something, and to stop the most powerful and most feared thing in the world. And even then, the villains in this movie seem so lackluster as well. Yeah, and you know, like the the whole point of a hero in the movie like this is that it's supposed to be kind of like a fill in the blank, right? Mm-hmm. Like, anyone can be Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Anyone can be Rey. Mm-hmm. You know, anyone can be this person. But I don't want to be uh, Cole Young. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing about him. Like, I, I didn't see the motivation as he wanted to no. be a fighter. He was just an MMA fighter. Who was washed up regardless. He, he was wa- yeah, yeah, and you don't even know how good he was back then. Like, it was just spoken about how he used well, to be Well, he champion. obviously <laughs> sucks. <'cause laughs> he tapped out in the first fight. Yeah. Which, let me... That's, no, let me stop. Because that's, like, the essence, again, of the hero's journey. You see him failing 
or trying and he just keeps failing in the beginning you know mm-hmm. but he keeps trying and this guy is just kind of just like my name's cole young and that's it yeah i have a <laughs> mom and a daughter and a, uh, not a mom i have a wife and a daughter and even that dynamic didn't seem all that there. They were no. just kind of added just to give him his power and to give a reason for us to give a crap about him, I guess. <laughs> to be honest with you, I thought that that girl was his little sister Dude, at first. That's what I thought too. I'm like, that does not look like you and this lady does not look like your wife or no, your girlfriend like... or whatever. Mm-hmm. Crazy, man. Crazy. I thought the same thing. You know, what's the story is, again, a hero's journey that ultimately it doesn't pay off and nothing's earned. A really good example of that is Sub-Zero's character. In the beginning, he comes in as, uh, what, Bihan? Yeah, Bihan. And you're like, okay, I know that's Sub-Zero because mm-hmm. of the ice, right? Ten seconds later, he's like, I'm Sub-Zero. And you're kind of like, well, we all knew that, bro. Like, But where's the payoff in this? Yeah. Because... If you're gonna make him, if you're gonna, if you're going to make Sub Zero a three dimensional character, right? Personally, I would have preferred if they started with Bihan in the beginning and have him become Sub Zero, quote unquote, at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like he can say, "I'm Sub Zero now," yeah, because he's earned it. Like he be- he became the villain. He's like a badass. Like now we know to fear Sub Zero, right? Yeah. But literally, he kills Scorpion's family, which I forgot his name. Um, Hanzo. Hanzo, yeah. Mm-hmm. He killed Hanzo's family. And then he just fucking disappears or whatever. And then he's 4,000 like, years later. Yeah, and then he's just the like, he's just talking to Shang Tsung and he's like, I'm not Bihan, I'm, I'm Sub-Zero. Well, thanks for showing us how you became like officially Sub-Zero. Yeah, and, and that, what what was sad about that character is that they attempted to try to like, I guess, sympathize with him and see his background because when he kills Hanzo, he whispered that this is for, and what I'm understanding, it was for his clan. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like, it was never introduced. It, it was just a show, but it was just so done poorly, you know, and like, then you just, out of nowhere, he's just Sub-Zero, he's just a villain fighting for Outer outer World or whatever it's called. Yeah, right? <laughs> that one place where that, there's lightning and fire in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's the worst thing about this movie? And this, I'm veering off for like two seconds, it, but the worst thing is, why is it that every like villain, they have to like sit in the most boring looking place of all time. Right? Like, I'm just gonna sit on my throne in the middle of the desert. In the middle of nowhere for no reason. Like, nothing like that, man. <laughs> See, at least Thanos had a throne in the middle of his ship that controlled an entire armada, you exactly. know? <laughs> and, but that there that's the difference. Thanos, or Thanos, however you pronounce it, he is a great villain because mm. not only do you sympathize with him, but you can kind of understand his values a yeah. little bit, you know? Um, another thing that sucked... You know, as a lot of things weren't established within the universe. Mm. So, for example, someone like you who isn't super familiar with the like the lore of the video games, things are going to be happening. You're just like, I just got to go with it. What the fuck? Yeah. For example, I'm just going to spoil this right now, guys. I'm sorry, <laughs> but here, l- listen to me. There is a scene where um, reptile comes out. Oh, that was a camouflage lizard thing right yes okay. i don't know what the fuck that is yeah <laughs> because that's not the reptile i know from the video games yeah but that's the reptile they decided to go with fine whatever you want to change reptile i don't care he's not even the coolest character but the thing is that he appears they kill him and then it's just kind of like all right and then it's like that's it yeah who is this guy where did he even come from and, and that's what bothered me too is that like 
when you look at a um, Cole Young, he's just an average dude. Like he's just used to his lifestyle. And then all of these things get thrown at him. A man that uses ice powers, a yeah. liz- camouflaging lizard, and all these mystical things happening. And he's just like, okay, cool. Like what's next? Let's just <laughs> yeah, let me just follow this complete stranger that just told me that. Oh my gosh! And the exposition of this movie, man. Like when yeah. they introduce the character of what's her name, Blade or Sonia, Sonia, Sonia Blade. Um, and she just like as soon as they meet, like all this exposition of like the whole world you know <laughs> oh man and it's like they ditch cut to different shots of like maps and things and, and that, yeah uh, it's a lot yeah and you know it, again these i'm i'm i don't i'm really not trying to bash the movie too hard because there are some great things in the story especially like we said in the beginning the begin the beginning scene mm-hmm. is such a mood setter it's so good um, yeah, it has a, such a great setup. It, it feels like there's a lot of weight to yeah. it. At least, minimally, there's some weight to it. Um, and it just kind of, like, when the movie switches, it just becomes kind of like a different beast altogether. Yep. And it's a, it's such a shame. But, you know, the biggest gripe I have with this film in terms of story is that there is no placement for rules of the universe. And because of that, things randomly happen. And, like, that's just that. Yeah. You know, a good... A good example of that is the Arcana. Yeah. You know, like, the way they... Uh, we're not going to get into spoilers now. We'll get into into the second half of the podcast. But the Arcana just doesn't work because the way it happens for certain people doesn't happen for other people. Yeah, it's totally different. It's just completely all over the place. Yeah. So, yeah, like, the story is just an inco- incoherent mess, man. I, mm-hmm. I really couldn't follow along with it. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to get to, to spoilers to continue talking more about it as well. Because, yeah, there's some things I want to... Especially with the Arcana that I want to touch upon. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, let's talk about acting. <laughs> Woohoo! I do have to say, I did love Josh Longson as Kano. He was very charismatic. What I did like about him, he made it funny, I guess. He was, like, the only character that I gave a crap listening to, I guess. But at the same time, I felt like he was kind of like ad-libbing everything. I felt like he didn't really have a script and he just played his own Australian accent out there, you know, to just try to be funny and all. And that's all I really got to say. I mean, I did like Hanzo as as a scorpion. He was awesome. Yeah, he was really good. Um, Maybe the guy with the fire hands I thought did pretty all right too. At least he tried. Luke Kang. That's yeah with the fire right where yeah yeah. Luke Kang. yeah. But um, and then like Sub Zero like he was the quiet guy but I guess I enjoyed him. <laughs> he, for, was, he, he was really cold. So. Yeah, he was really he was a really cold hearted brother. <laughs> he was a really cold hearted guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, here's the thing, man. When I went to go see this movie. I just wasn't expecting much in story or acting or like like nothing nothing like that because it's Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Like the thing is, is that once again, the reason why the original movie works, even though it's so terrible, is because there's charm and you can tell that the actors had fun making it. Mm-hmm. This movie just seems really contrived for no reason. Yeah, uh, and I feel like a lot of the acting also just felt a little forced in some scenes yeah oh yeah um the guy who plays hanzo is amazing though he's always great in every movie he's mm-hmm. in though so i can't complain about him but then the guy who plays shang Tsung, it's it sucks because i don't feel like he was right for that role yeah. you know he seems a little bit 
And which one's Shang Tsung again with the uh, bright eyes or the soul taker? The soul sucking guy. The like, soul yeah. sucking guy. Okay. You know, it, it just he just didn't bring the gravitas to that role. Yeah. You know? He just didn't seem like a bad guy to me, and 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 it's not his fault because I think he's also a great actor. It's mm-hmm. just that he was miscasted. Same thing with the guy who plays Jax. I'm like, yeah, he's just like a big brawling black guy with yeah. big arms. And like that's it. But I want more. From jet from that from Jackson you know what I think out. it is also is that you don't really know the motivations of like almost all these characters because the entire time I did not know why Sonya wanted to be part of this whole Mortal Kombat thing no and I don't know why like kind of like uh, Cole kind of just like went along with it like okay I got a birthmark and this guy's chasing my family let me just help save the world yeah look look at that we didn't even bring up the birthmark in the story yeah. <laughs> it was just so irrelevant to everything yeah you know? like it just kind of it was there and it was kind of like I mean Again, the rules weren't established that yeah. correctly, so it's kind of like you can kill somebody and then you can take their birthmark. And that's not part of the game? No. I yeah. Don't know how, I don't know what that is. So, yeah, why does that make you chosen that you have that mark? And, you know, because you could easily, some novice could easily kill somebody by accident. Someone accident. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I had a conversation with, with my friend. It's like, all right, so what if, like, some grandma accidentally ran over one of these guys? Like, does that mean she gets the mark now if he dies? You know, like, what's, oh well, how does that make it so significant? you yeah. know like they like accidentally trip shang soon when he's walking across his little rock bridge to his throne yeah oh there he goes yeah. who tripped him yeah. <laughs> all right who's got the mark now who's leading us <laughs> yeah. yeah but uh the acting you know it's not it's not terrible but it's just one of those things where it's it is a little b-list and i was just kind of expecting that so I don't know. I don't think anyone was super horrible, but at the same time, it's nothing that I'm going to, like, write home about. Yeah. Know? So, uh, the so, guy who plays Kano. <laughs> for uh, me, I feel like everybody loves him, and I see why. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like he had the most lines, I guess. <laughs> I think that's just, like, a product of it just being such a, like, lame movie that yeah. the only character who has any sort of life in him is considered the best character. Yeah. Because that's the issue, again, that I said in my review is that the movie was boring. Because most of the characters were boring, except for Kano. Yeah. But Kano was just kind of annoying to me, so... That's just how I feel about that. Yeah, and I completely agree as well because even then I didn't understand his motives. Like his character went 180 and then 180 again and you think he's going to go one way but goes a complete opposite way. You know, this is going to be another conversation for spoilers on the whole Arcanine th- Arcana thing that, that he got the as well. The whole Arkham Knight thing? <laughs> 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 Tongue twister. He, he's the DLC character for Arcana, the Arcana, Arcana, Arcana. <laughs> uh, but yeah... Wow, you know, I feel like this review is going to be a little shorter than Right, it is shorter because there's really nothing you can really say, I mean. It's, like, okay, like, for example, for the score section on my little list here, I just put question marks. (laughs) (laughs) I, I put, I like how they, I guess, added traces of the Mortal Kombat theme in their fighting sequence. Like, you can kind of subtly hear it. Yeah, and that was cool. Yeah. But... That doesn't carry a whole movie for no. me. <laughs> like, I don't know, bro. Like, should we just, like, I don't know, say, blame COVID, like, for this? Like, no, man. <laughs> this, something went terribly wrong, man. Because let me, like, let me just say that when this movie got announced, I was excited. I When they started casting Asian people for the film and for mm-hmm. the roles of, like, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, I was like, okay, they're going in the right direction. Yeah. Then James Wan was on board for producing, and I was like, 
what? They what could got go it. wrong, man. And, you know, anyways, let's go to cinematography. <laughs> let's just talk about the cinematography. Yeah, for guys, like two don't seconds. download the soundtrack. I'm pretty sure there's only going to be like three tracks in there, anyways. Man, just download the soundtrack from the original movie and like that. You'll be set. Yeah. You don't need the soundtrack from this one. It's, it's just as generic as it gets, unfortunately. There's nothing that really stood out to me, and that sucks because. If they were going like the whole Japanese culture route, mm-hmm. um, it would, or I'm assuming they're Japanese. I, you know, I, I'm not too familiar, but uh, it they could have gone so many different ways with the music, mm-hmm. and it could have been super impactful, especially the fact that it's Mortal Kombat. Like you mm-hmm. could make it bombastic, but pretty at the same time. Yeah. But you know, what do I know? I'm I make <laughs> podcasts. Yeah, right. <laughs> we make podcasts, y'all. <laughs> How do we know how to make a movie? Oh, yeah, jeez. Right. Uh, but, you know, we'll get into that in spoil- spoilers, but something something terribly went wrong in this movie, and I want to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, we, we do need to make our research. Part two. <laughs> yeah. Part two review. Mortal Kombat review, part dose. Yeah. Um, yeah, but what do you what did you think about the cinematography? Truthfully, truthfully speaking, I thought it, I thought the movie looked pretty. I didn't think mm-hmm. the CGI for a lot of the things wasn't that good, like the blending of it and the rendition of it. It did look pretty though. Um, I I was a little questionable of a lot of like these slow motion shots that they did, like these unnecessary slow mo shots. Yeah. And I know exactly what you're thinking about. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> yeah, like what, like why that's not even cool like like you did this like a hundred times in normal probably a hundred frames or 120 oh frames per second God. but that's, geez. that's funny yeah you know and then um ah oh, dude like the cuts are really bad i i had oh, to catch wow. myself rewinding a couple of times during the fight sequences because i'm like wait how did they just pull off this move you know it was yeah. like you, this character was facing one way and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. they're just being thrown to the other side it's like how did it transition to that you know, and there was a lot of like, you could tell there was a lot of, one thing I really do notice a lot in movies as well is their continuity. Yeah. You know, some characters were like holding things in one hand and then in the next shot it was like the other hand for how fast it was going. Yeah. You know, characters had different expressions on their face in one shot and then when the angle just changed from another side it was a completely different expression too and that just kind of draws me away from the flow of it. Yeah, you know, that was my biggest gripe with the film too was the jump cuts Mm -hmm. it was just so there is a scene where uh, i think they showed this in trailer but when uh cole is having like dinner with his family and Mm -hmm. sub-zero comes but in that scene he's like standing next to his daughter and they're talking to each other and you know usually in a scene like that it can either be just one frame so you can see them just Mm -hmm. interacting with each other with an occasional cut here and there or It'll be a cut and a cut, yeah. cut and a cut. So you can see the reactions on both faces, right? But this film did a wide shot, a close up, a close up of the girl, a close up of the guy, a wide shot, a close up of the food, all in the span of like not even ten seconds. Yeah, it happens so fast, and it's just like you can't connect an audience with characters when you don't let the characters, yeah, like show their reactions on in in the in the scene, especially for such a fast-paced movie as yeah. well you know like i get it you have to make it fat like you know add all these things in an hour and 50 minutes but it does not help when your cuts are just super fast you know and it's weird because it didn't seem so fast in the beginning of the movie like they utilized a lot of wide shots especially for the fighting scenes and it looked awesome and it looked great it looks so you know cool. they were dawdling from left to right painting out or whatever and it looked really good and then it just totally changed to like all these cuts and and everything but yeah, there was way too many cuts, and 
I agree with you. The the film suffers so much from it because the fighting, which is the main draw of the movie, uh, just kind of fucking sucked. Yeah. It was just all over the place. It was... And here's the thing, is that... Two things about what we just said, right? Is that connecting with an audience through cinematography is super important in mm-hmm. the movie. And it can be done in a short movie. Uh, we just discussed A Quiet Place not too long ago. And what's interesting about that movie is that it's very short, but it's very impactful. Mm-hmm. And I know that these are different genres. You know, it's like apples to oranges. But the point I'm trying to make is that when you watch A Quiet Place, you cared for that family. Yeah. They could have made you care for Cole's family to some extent, but I just feel like they were kind of like, oh, let's just get through the shit so we can get to the fighting. Yeah. But then the fighting wasn't even that great to begin with, so... No. And even though I don't, I never really played the games, the fights, and not because, cause, you know, there isn't as much blood and gore in the movie as it is in the games, and I get it that, you know, in the movie, you can't have these scenes where, like, you see, like, their bones cracking and breaking, and yet they're still able to fight... That is understandable, but there was so much impact with the death of how, like, the fights go with, like, the sound design and, you know, the different moves that they would do and, like, how impactful, like, the punches felt. This kind of just felt like sparring choreography. Yeah. You know, like, straight up choreography is what it felt like to me. Yeah, it didn't feel visceral. Yeah. And that's a big issue I had with it because when you watch, uh, or when you play Mortal Kombat, it's all about the violence. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what you're playing Mortal Kombat for, right? Besides the great controls and the great presentation, that's for another day. Um, So yeah, the cinematography is just one of those things that it could have been visceral. It could have made you. It could have made you feel those punches and like those fatalities. But instead, it just felt like it made the film even more jumbled because Mm -hmm. not only was the story just all over the place, but then the cinematography reflecting off of that just kind of leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I, I. I just wasn't a fan, I, and it sucks because I was super excited and I and I kept trying to give it a chance, and then when I just started realizing that, you know, these jump cuts were just happening left and right, I was like, I can't even focus on anything because it's just so fucking all over the place. Yeah, and you know, I and, and this movie sets out to be the introduction <clears throat> for Mortal Kombat because another minor spoiler: there's really no tournament in this um, movie. Yo, what the fuck is up with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go, go, say it. Say no, it. that's all I have to say because they're all about the Mortal Kombat tournament and this shit doesn't even happen in the yeah. movie. Yeah, you know, it's just a whole introduction and it was just such a lackluster introduction to this, I guess, universe they're trying to create right now. Yeah, and people have the audacity to say like, yeah, well, it'll be in the sequel. I didn't go see Mortal Kombat to see the fighting, the tournament in the sequel. I came to see it in the first movie. Yeah, and then when they try to utilize, I guess, the quote-unquote tournament in the movie, oh my, well, we'll talk in that in spoilers for sure, but man, was that super rushed and super incoherent, but... um, Yeah, that's the, that's the biggest thing about the cinematography, like the cutting, yeah. it just doesn't... It doesn't make sense. There's no sense of place. You don't know where anyone is standing or fighting. Yeah. Like, you don't know where they are relative to each other. And I'll tell you what the outcome was. Because to me, when I saw that, because, you know, talking about the whole hero's journey, you got to see them lose before they win again. And it felt like such a short time span that they all got their asses kicked. And then out of nowhere, it's like, okay, now we're winning every single fight flawlessly, too. <clears throat> yeah, flawless <laughs> victory. <laughs> oh, God, we'll get there, too. <laughs> you know, and, um, but yeah, so it just, uh, it was so, like, it was a fast-paced movie, but everything was just jumping around all over the place. Yeah, and you know, like fast pace is fine. You know the and again, the, 
I didn't come to watch Mortal Kombat to watch a masterpiece. I came yeah. to watch a fun romp that just kind of tickled that violence bone in my yeah. body, in my body, and I go home and like I'll forget about it. But mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. Would do you re- do you recommend this one? See, I I definitely wouldn't. I mean, unfortunately. If you want to see it just because you're a fan, obviously you're going to see it, you know? Like, there's no denying it. I feel like everybody should if you, you're really a fan of the franchise. But just go in with no expectations at all and, you know, it's just expect, like, a sour taste afterwards if you're expecting a lot more for something beloved. Yeah. You know? Because, um, you know, I'm going to bring this in here a little quick. I'm putting two-in-one, guys, of a little tiny miniature Godzilla review. Is like, there are things that Godzilla versus Kong did bad but they executed in my opinion flawlessly what we wanted to go see the movie for yeah you know and i feel like they didn't execute that for Mortal combat coming from a fan of the series because i am a fan i've been playing Mortal combat since the super nintendo days yeah. you know i've been playing Mortal combat since the third the second and third one all through gamecube ps2 era even up until now i have it on my ps4 i love these games I think that they have great characters, they have great lore, and believe it or not, the stories for the video games are actually really fun. They're funny, and they work because they understand the absurdity of Mortal Kombat. So they allow it to go places where you're just like, that's fucking crazy, but that works for Mortal Kombat. This movie doesn't go there, and I think that's the biggest crime against humanity, because this movie could have been so awesome. Mm -hmm. And it's not. And sadly, as a fan of the movie of the series, I just can't recommend this movie. I mean, the fatalities are super cool, and watching them as a fan like play out on the big screen was really like a nice treat. But I just can't sit through another hour and fifty minutes of this movie. Yeah, I think after like if the second one comes out and they have a different director and it looks a little different tonally, I'll give it another chance. But if it's the same baloney that I saw in theaters. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, you see, and here's and here's a fun thing that I just pulled up also. Don't watch this. Watch the animated movie Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion's Revenge. Mm-hmm. Because I saw that, and I personally, it's an animated cartoon. But it's really good, because it does focus on Scorpion getting revenge on Sub-Zero. Okay. You know, and um, that's something that I, I think that would be really cool to like delve into later on in the future. But, um, have you seen it? I have seen it. Okay. Yeah, so it made me understand the lore more, and it focused on what I thought was going to be an amazing contribution to this movie was that, oh, there's going to be a revenge story between Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Okay. So it's really good then, huh? Oh, yeah, I liked it. I actually liked it. It's not the best, best, oh, yeah. but it definitely did better than this one. <clears throat> yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, I've heard, I've actually heard of this movie before. Yeah. And, you know... It's such a shame because, again, the film had so much potential. I I just feel like uh, someone down the line was kind of like, oh, we could just make a quick buck off of this because yeah. of pl- uh, product placement. Yeah. And uh, with that being said, let's let's just let's just get into this, man, because there's a lot that we have to discuss. Yep. So, look, <laughs> guys, thank you so much for listening. If you don't want to hear more, I mean. I would recommend to just stay here and hear the whole movie from us, but um, this is the time where we get right into the...
dissection. The dissection. Get over here! Oh my gosh, bro. Before we get into that, before we get into that. Because I get that reference. I do get that reference. And that was just such a, whatever. But we'll get into that in a second. Let me just say this. Let's get into the good real quick, okay? okay? Because there's a lot of bad behind that good good part. Um, Let's get back to the beginning. Yeah. That is such a great scene. I love the mood it sets. I love how right off the bat, you know, he's Scorpion. Yep. Because he has like a little shovel thing and it looks like Scorpion's uh, chain that's wrapped around his, his hand. So, you know, it gives you clues through the uh, visual aspect yes. of the movie. Yep. Which is what a movie should do. It should give you insight on what's going on in the world just by what's happening around the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the little kid's mom gets killed was fucking awesome and then you see the 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 frozen bodies of the son and and the daughter and scorpion finds them and then he like kills goes on a rampage yeah so why couldn't the movie be like that yeah and why couldn't it stick to that because i was i was intrigued as to why sub-zero did that like what was the reasoning behind sub-zero killing all of hanzo's uh, lineage because the entire movie they talk about hanzo the greatest ninja or whatever but that's it, you know? I don't have a full understanding of this whole lineage and I guess these battles between different clans and everything. Yeah. You know, and I noticed also that in the movie, I don't, because I watch it in subtitles, I don't know if they show this in, in, without watching subtitles, but Hanzo's Japanese and and uh, Sub-Zero is Chinese. Yeah, that's right, because they speak different languages. Yeah, they the speak different languages and he's like, I don't know what you're saying, but I'm just going to But I thought it. that was awesome. That, that, yeah. Like, like, like in, a, in a dramatic way, like I was like, ooh. Yeah. Like, he's just like, I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't even understand you, but I'm going to kill you. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that. And I was intrigued to know more about that, yeah. you know? I was intrigued to know more, uh, yeah, about everything. Because I love the shots, too, there when you see the very extreme close-ups of the the mother and the child of Han or the mother, the wife and the child of Hanzo frozen. Yeah. And he gets to them, and he, like, and he, like, he, I, it feels like... It, it gave me like God of War vibes, you oh, know. I can and, see that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what I felt. I'm like, oh, this is like Kratos 2.0. Because then he gets his chain thing, kind of like Kratos, and he just kills everybody. Oh, man, that scene was so good. Yeah, it really was, man. And it was a good introduction introduction to the whole Scorpion with his chain. You know, yeah. he tied a rope to the shovel thing and just starts whacking you, everybody. You guys can't see it, but uh, Jonathan is like throwing his. Hand yeah, I'm, I'm learning the choreography. He's pretending to throw the chain. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love to enunciate the characterization. Yeah, see, I am Scorpion. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it's such a shame because the movie opens and I'm saying this again, but it really was just such a great fucking opening and yeah. it's such a shame that the movie just didn't go again, it was super visceral. Like mm-hmm. you felt the fight, you felt like you were in it and yeah, I don't know. I, I it's like I just feel like that was that was the that was the Mortal Kombat movie for me and yeah, that's it. From when it started and then when it finished at the end when Scorpion finally gets it's back at Sub-Zero. It's also just totally different from the rest of the movie, right? I feel like. It was very serious, dramatic, and not yeah. cheesy like the rest of the movie felt for me. Yeah, it, it, it has like really cool old school kung fu movie vibes. Yeah. Um, it like had like, well Kill Bill is all about old style kung fu movies, but it had like a very like grindhouse looking it didn't look like grindhouse but it just had the feeling like just and then the movie just switches to you know stupid summer blockbuster yeah modern day mma fighting Mm -hmm. which that didn't even do anything for his character no it did not (laughs) like it's just to establish he can fight yeah pretty much and he sucked because in the beginning he got his ass kicked anyways 
and a couple more times throughout the whole movie. Yeah, and then I don't know where he gets his pa- Arcana, Arcana. Oh man, he's such a lame character. Yeah, I hate, dude. I hate and him. I did not like the design of his like suit at all. Oh yeah, his little tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, right. Like everything else, like it was just an upper body thing. Oh yeah. Jonathan, why don't you explain to our listeners? What is Arcana in, in this movie? So what is explained as Arcana is essentially when you are gifted and blessed with the birthmark of the dragon. Of you Jesus. Un- of Jesus. <laughs> you unlock your ability. And it's an ability that I guess correlates with the character characterization that you are. And it comes from within. But throughout the whole movie, and I'll, I'm going to use two examples, is that you see Kano... In the beginning of this movie, he gets his face slashed and part of his eye. So from there, his arcane, his arcana came from having a laser beam in his eye, and then, uh, <laughs> and then the main character Cole gets a bracelet from his daughter saying that this is always going to protect you, and that turns into his arcana. But then you have. Uh, what's what's the black guy's name again? Jax. Jax. He loses his arms. He gets robot arms, and then out of nowhere, magic turns these little flimsy skeletal little robot arms into like cybernetic enhancements. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and then Sonya was, I feel like, was the worst. That it's like she was never like a relevant character in the sense of like she was going to be a fighter or whatever. And when she finally gets her mark, she shoots these beams out of her arms. Yeah. And, and you see, and that's where that's where I draw short, like okay, I see you were building up to something like these powers are coming from something significant from these characters. Yeah. But then some of them are just totally random. You know, and yeah. No, I agree with you because for some people it made sense. Uh, well, I, I guess for Cole it makes sense. Yeah. You know, like his armor is a representation of like his armor of love from his daughter. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> That's what you want to go. <laughs> sure. Yeah, whatever. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, but then, you know, like, you have Kano, who just randomly is like, I can shoot lasers out my eyes. And you're like, I, I guess you can oh, do that. But. And, and I, I feel like that was a perfect example of, like, really bad writing, too. It's like, you you think that these characters, like, they're there to train in the temple or whatever to unlock their powers. But yeah. I never really understood how Kano was able to unlock his. Like, that whole conversation they had at the dinner table, mm. like, it didn't... Like, at first it came off that they were upsetting him because they somehow knew the anger that he has would unlock his power but yeah. then it just turned into just a normal conversation that didn't just hating each other and i'm like yeah like you guys no just, sense. yeah no sense you guys just wrote this scene in there to just bring him his power you know just out of anger and and it's just whack because kano in the video games is he's a cool character mm-hmm. um who else got there sonia is a such a cool character in the video games yeah. so, let, let, let me just set this straight Every character in Mortal Kombat is cool. I love all the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, again, when Jax, like, has his little spinally arms, <laughs> and they just, out of nowhere, just turn into these massive machines, is like, is that organic material yeah. or cybernetic material? Like, does his arc- how does Arcana affect, like, uh, technology? Like, yeah, yeah. How, how? How does that happen? And then um, Sonya gets, like, ring blasters from her wrist and it's just so yeah and was that part of the game too or i feel i'm trying to think of sonia yeah sonia has like her little her little kiss thing where she blows a kiss and they can blind the person uh 
I feel like she pulls out a gun when she does those yeah. bastards. Because for me, what I kind of remember, because I barely played the games like that, but she was like the Black Widow of the franchise. like the Essentially, yeah. Yeah, like the badass, powerless, but she knew how to fight character. Yeah. And like her and Jax, uh, you know, like they have like a friendship in the, in the, in the lore of the video games too. Uh, but even then, like their friendship in the movie was kind of like just weird. Yeah. It was awkward. The only thing I knew was that they were in the forces together. Yeah. It, you know, and again, when I <laughs> walking into this movie, I just really wasn't expecting much, but I, I just guess I wasn't expecting to be bored. Mm-hmm. And I was just bored with all the characters. I feel like a lot of the actors and actresses, like for example, Luke Kang. Yeah. He's such a badass character in the games. He's like the Bruce Lee of, of the Mortal Kombat universe, right? Yeah. And in this movie, I just oh, I hate how he does this thing where he's like, it's a liability. How do you notice him doing that? He's like, it's a liability. And oh like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like yeah. he like crunches his his hand into his uh, into his palm. Yeah. And he did it like two or three times, and I'm like, why does he keep doing that? Yeah. It's so weird. So that was out of character. Like he doesn't really do that. I don't want to say it's out of character. I just think like the way that they wrote it into the like movie was kind of mm-hmm. like, uh, okay. And I feel like the motivations, like back to the motivations, one character that I did not like the most was the ringleader of that group with the white eyes. What's his name again? Raiden. Fucking. I hated that. Like, I felt like the frisbee throwing guy died for no reason because he First says. Of all, his name is Kung Lao. I'm so sorry for the disrespect, guys. Remember, I'm a novice at this. Smash Bros. player over here. <laughs> Die hard. But I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. But yeah, man, it's like Raiden. Raiden talks about how he doesn't intervene, and that's why the other guy died. But then it's like he's intervening in so many ways as well. Yeah. Because, like, first they bring them into the temple to train, and then they put a force field to protect him from the evil forces of Outworld. But then after they break through, he takes him to the void. And it's like, where the hell was that from the start? <laughs> yeah. That's what that was my thing. Like, where the hell was the void from the start? Like, if you could have taken them here the entire time and they like nobody from Outworld could get there. You're right. What the hell? Train them there. <laughs> like the other dude that had died for no reason. Like, you just want us to feel bad that one of the good guys died. And like, didn't Kano say something about that too? Did oh, I don't something? think I don't remember. I don't think was, uh, you see, uh, whatever. Because Kano was bad at that point. You yeah, know? the I, way he transitions into like being well in the games, he's bad too. So I felt like it was gonna happen in the movie, but. Again, like I said earlier, it just didn't feel earned. Yeah, like he was just kind of like there, and then he just became bad guy. Yeah, because it it kind of came off. He was gonna be a redeeming factor, you know, like mm-hmm. he was gonna have some kind of redemption. Because I didn't know Kano was actually a bad guy in the game, so I thought he was gonna be one of those turned villains. And then the other dude, Cabal, just shows up. He's like, "You have all the money you want." He's like, "Bet I'll just betray yeah, everybody." Right. Then I started fuck everyone who's he, been protecting me. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> You know, I will say Cabal was the coolest part of this movie. Yeah, he was pretty cool. I liked I liked his lines, you know, he was very sarcastic and funny. He was like he was like a teleporting stormtrooper. Yeah. <laughs> He'd just be like, okay, no. Yeah. And then like he would just like teleport. Honestly, I liked him and I liked Kung Lao. I know that Kung Lao's a little goofy, but I just love like he's such a cool character. He can yeah. throw his hat, he can kill people with his hat, you know? Yeah. Um And I like that fatality too. It was awesome. And, and that was my favorite moment too, when he was like flawless victory. I'm yeah. like, alright, I'll give it to y'all with that <laughs> Exactly, one. and that's what you're here for. Yeah. Like, you're like, alright, I wanna see the violence and I wanna see like the witty one liners after. Yeah. But maybe they just should give this to uh Kevin Feige. Just be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> make a rated R Marvel movie, please. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, the, the fatalities were really cool. 
I love when Sub Zero grabs Jack's arms and freezes them and explodes them. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, so cool. that was a really cool scene too because it was like one way fight from the get go. And I knew Jax was going to lose his arms at one point. Yeah. But that was really cool. Does he lose him by Sub-Zero in the game as well, or...? Uh, I don't... I can't recall the top of my head. The thing about the games is, like, their continuity is kind of all over the place. Okay. Because, you know, like, there's, like, certain eras and iterations. Yeah. You know? Uh, like, in one... Well, like, in one uh, Mortal Kombat game, I think it was Deadly Alliance, Luke Kang actually dies. Oh, wow. Like, they snap his neck. And yeah. He, he, and he was, like, the fucking... The champion of the, of the Earth realm. Yeah. Um... But honestly, like, I will say that fatalities were the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I loved Kung Lao's. I loved the Sub-Zero. And uh, I wish that, uh, what's his name, Goro? The guy with the... Forearms? With the forearms, yeah. yeah. I wish that he ripped somebody in half in the movie. Right? I was waiting for that. And let me tell you, they show that in the animated movie. Like, they show all, like, the fan lore in this animated movie as well. But yeah, I feel like Goro could have been utilized a little bit better, too. You know, yeah. I liked how he was the reason why, I guess, Cole got his ability or whatever. But yeah, definitely, I know I know how, like, cool it is for him to, like, rip people apart. Like, that's that's <laughs> something that I enjoyed seeing, too. We're, we're such a violent guy. I know, right? Gosh, what's wrong with us? <laughs> yeah, but honestly, like, Goro, he he's a character in the Mortal Kombat universe who's, like, super feared. Mm-hmm. Because he's essentially the Hulk of Mortal Kombat, right? Yeah. And in this movie, I will say that they made the wise choice of filming his scenes in at nighttime. Yeah. Because it helped with his, like, the rendition of his character. And honestly, it didn't look bad. I mm-hmm. I felt like it looked cool. I liked the way his look was in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, of course, he has to fight the main guy, and he doesn't rip him in half. Yeah. You know what? It would have been really cool. Yeah. If he ripped him in half, and then he like his intestines came back together, and like he just, you know what? Just go ahead. What were you gonna no, say? No, 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 no. Keep going. Keep going. Like, he, yeah. just, he just becomes like the next Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> like he heals. Oh, that's his arc. Yeah. He heals. Oh, there he is. But and you're right because it just made him look weak mm-hmm. because he's like pummeling Cole and he's not even getting damaged and like no. this guy isn't no superhero human you know he's a regular guy you know and he's getting like smacked by like the whole barn house falls on him and stuff and Goro just has him holding and punching him in the face and he has like only one cut above his eyebrow and I'm like this guy isn't as malicious as he's supposed to be exactly you know and that's they what it comes off as they should put Cole Young in the ring with. Uh, Conor McGregor. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> He'd do a better job than Goro did. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, yeah, you know, it's Goro is one of those characters that I was kind of thinking that he was going to come at the end and they, they would have to come, kind of come together mm-hmm. to fight him. But no, he was just another side character. And the this is this movie is the biggest side character movie of all time yeah wow that's a perfect way to describe it what it is like a simple sentence of what this movie is yeah. the biggest side character how the fuck do you make the biggest star in mortal kombat a, star, a side character yeah i know and that's the what biggest I, star yeah and and you know and that's what i personally felt about scorpion you know what i mean it's like they show such a great setup in the beginning and then I didn't and I didn't under and that's one thing I didn't understand at the end is like how did he come about because he kind of just showed up out of nowhere and it made it seem like the little dagger that um, Cole had like started igniting in flames and I'm like mm-hmm. okay maybe that's what unlocked the potential because maybe he's you know the offspring or you know, or generation down of, of scorpion so he was able to summon him. But then at the end, Cole said something weird to the um, to the ringleader guy. And he's like, oh, I thought you said you could never intervene. And it's like, are you talking about because he brought Scorpion into there? 
You know what I'm talking about? Like, at yeah. the very end? Yeah. So, I just didn't understand, like, how he just came out of nowhere because it was weird that Cole was getting all these flashes of Scorpion. Yeah. And I thought that was going to play out, rel- you know, towards the end, but it kind of happened in the beginning and then it just went away. Yeah, afterwards. they just kind of dropped it. Yeah, yeah, they did. Well, it's just like, like we, like we said earlier, Reptile comes in. And he comes out, and no one even asked, like, who the fuck was this guy? Yeah. Why did he try to kill us? Like, yeah. What is this? It's like a random lizard? Just, yeah. Yeah. Because that was before uh, the villain was like, let's bring all our warriors yeah. together. Because after the reptile dies, that's when he's like, let's bring all our warriors yeah. together. It's like, oh, have you been sending them out regardless? Like, <laughs> did Rep- was reptile your pet that got lost? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, man, this movie... Man, you know, I'm just gonna say this movie sucked. I I yeah. I wanted this movie to be so good, and there are some really cool scenes in it. Uh, I I really do like Goro in, in the movie. Uh, I like Sub Zero's powers and Kung Lao's and the fatalities and all that. But the movie itself is just is a hard pass for me, man. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't sorry, ever Gabe. see my. I'm so sad. Yeah, I'm sorry because I know rainy how, day. I know what it feels to be a fan of something and to see a product made for the fans just not satisfy you in the slightest and in fact make you just feel bumped like this yeah. rainy <laughs> rainy evening that we're having <laughs> yeah here. right honestly like i'll say this i'm more of a casual fan of, of uh, mortal kombat more than anything uh i'm not like a super die hard but i am a fan mm-hmm. and i've been like i said i've been playing them for a very long time uh and i just it's just super infuriating that they were just changing the lore left and right and just giving characters motivations that are totally moot you know like yeah. shang Tsung, for example he had no motivation other than i'm a bad guy yeah it's like why do you want to take over earth yeah like, for I just what reason to, yeah. like, like why are you taking souls like i didn't understand yeah. that you know for me it was just like oh i just gotta accept this is what this dude does this rips souls out and that's what that's what i said earlier about what falls in line with there's no explanation about the rules of mm-hmm. the universe yeah you know that's a great example because out of nowhere, the motherfucker's just sucking a soul. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, oh, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> well, I guess that's the power he has. Yeah. But me, I knew Shang Tsung can do this shit like yeah. that, you know? <laughs> One of my favorite moments of watching this movie. We're like 30, 45 minutes in, and Jasmine leans, leans over and she goes, I have no idea what the fuck's going on right uh. now. <laughs> <laughs> Right, dude? And I just was like, yeah, neither do I. And I have a pretty pretty good grasp on the characters. Yeah. But I don't know what the fuck is going on in this movie. Yeah, man. Uh, well, I think we're washed out, guys. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, you know... You know what it is? I, I think the one final thing I want to conclude with is just... Yeah, I just, you know, it was just a clunky mess. It, it was just... They, they wrote things down without purpose. Yeah. You know, they, they, I guess they had the whole plot from beginning to end of what they wanted to do, and they ended up with the cliffhanger of introducing uh, Johnny Cage. I think that's what it was, the poster that they showed at the very end. Yeah. As to who he's going to meet next and, you know, transition to, like, okay, there's going to be a tournament. You know, but it's, like, some things, like, make me feel like it doesn't matter because you killed all of these enemies, and then at the end, the dude is like, oh, death is just another portal. So I'm like, all right, this is just a continuous cycle then. Yeah, they're going to bring back characters. Yeah, you know, and uh, it just like, I see what they were going with. You know, I just, at the end of the day, I have to give it to the filmmakers because it's it's very hard to make a movie. You know, I mean, you put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And, you know, I guess for me, it wasn't the worst thing that I could watch, but being introduced to Mortal Kombat, I don't, I mean, I'll play the game still, but man... So let me ask this. Yeah. Where do you think it went wrong? 
for you so for you personally who's like not a huge fan of of the video games and the lore and like an understanding of like the world of Mortal Kombat like watching this movie truly like mm-hmm. what what were your reactions my reactions were definitely the writing yeah and not just in the dialogue cuz the dialogue was poorly made not because it just sounded cheesy and, and corny but it was just it was just very drab it was just exposition just to get to the next scene and i feel like that like like it, it does de- um, detriment the movie in a way where if you have bad writing like you're not going to get a good story because you need to have good structure with the story you know and it, it's literally what you pointed out at the beginning what made the first scene so good was that there was a lot of visualizations of like mm-hmm. the world with you know like scorpion introducing with the little shovel and everything like that and i just feel like I, there was a lot of people that i guess weren't on the same page with this yeah you know i feel like that you know like this movie was being made one way and i and i feel like i could see it i feel like they were trying to go for that revenge story yeah because again this animated movie is what it was about scorpion's revenge story and they added mortal kombat characters into it and then uh, somewhere along the line, somebody said like, "No, since this is going to be for a new audience, we need to bring a new character in here. We need yeah. everybody to like him." And you know, you know what this movie felt like to me? It felt like a checklist. Yeah, too many cooks. Yeah, <laughs> well, it really does feel like a checklist. You know, it's like, it, understandably, it's going to be difficult to sell Mortal Kombat to a general audience mm-hmm. because, like, again, the lore is. I don't want to say it's, like, super deep, but, like, you have to understand the Mortal Kombat world to, like, understand the characters, right? Yeah. And I just truly think that this movie had an uphill battle mm-hmm. because it has to drip a lot of information to new viewers, and it just didn't take the time to craft it appropriately. I think that this movie would have been a lot cooler if there were less characters, and if you wanted to introduce, like characters in the background you know like or like do like an after credit scene where you see goro coming out or something yeah. like that you know like where you're like oh shit i'm pumped to see the mm-hmm. next movie um it would have worked out better in its favor but it just sucks because it didn't it can't drip info correctly mm-hmm. it's just exposition but then it also doesn't follow its own rules because again shang Tsung ripping out souls you watching this for the first time and you have no idea who even Shang Tsung is because they didn't even say his name in the movie yeah. for like a good 45 minutes. So yeah. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, it, you, just, you would just be lost and it sucks. Like, even Goro, like, he pops up and it's like, but why? For what reason? Yeah. Like, who is Goro? You know, he just comes out and he's like, Hulk smash the barn, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's super unfortunate that we yeah. gotta we we have to end this podcast because my ass hurts yeah no door. worries guys let's <laughs> let's bring some positivity to all this negative downiness we i want to thank you I, I know gabe wants to thank you too but i'll speak first and say i want to thank y'all for listening being so supportive i know some of my friends out there have listened to the whole podcast and give me their feedback and tell us what they like and what where we made you guys laugh and where you guys agree with us it's absolutely amazing that we could be that entertaining you know and uh i thank you guys a lot yeah, thanks, Jonathan's friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you got people that love it too, man. We're going to get an audience. Uh, no, but Our yeah. audience is definitely going to grow soon. In all seriousness, no, I, I agree with you. I, I truly appreciate everyone giving us feedback and just taking the time to listen. Um, you know, as we get more comfortable with what we're doing and as we kind of expand our ideas, I think that we'll have a lot more content that will like it'll be a little bit i don't want to say shoehorn but there'll be a lot more focus yes and i feel like we're doing a pretty good job so yes uh, thank you guys for giving us all the feedback 
what is our next movie, Jonathan? Oh man, um, should we surprise them or should I? No, they gotta know. Yeah, they gotta know. We got, uh, itty bitty body bo. Let's review the town. Why not? Are we the been town? About, yeah. Oh wow! You want to do that? that? I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wow. town with Ben Affleck. I saw that not too. I saw that like last month, and mm-hmm. I would really like to talk about it. Um, I feel like that would be a good review. I know I brought it up with you a couple of times, so let's go with that one. If my brother is listening to this, or his girlfriend, don't worry. I have it on Blu-ray. Oh. And they'll understand what I'm saying. They'll be laughing. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you about it when we're done here. But I have that movie on Blu-ray, so we're good. Perfect. We can totally review that. All right, so that's it. That's 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 the next movie we're reviewing is The Town. But the next episode will not be a review. It'll be a surprise. Ooh, I love surprises. You already know the surprise. Shh, let's act like I don't. <laughs> he has no idea. He, he's sweating right now. He's like, oh, God, I gotta go back into my, uh, my notes in my brain. But, yeah. um... Thanks guys for listening. I'm go- we're we're blah, 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 blah. Anchor has a donation section. So if you look us up on Anchor on the Anchor app or Anchor website, you can donate to us. We're broke out here. Uh, the Patreon should be live soon. We'll make it soon, guys. Di- it's going to be called Dissect Film. I know that yeah, for a fact. Okay. Remember, we're emphasizing the fact this is just a structure of our podcast. So we're going to have you know I'm gonna I'm gonna be more persistent on what mo- re- uh, movies we're going to view review next. Just, we'll <laughs> have it down packed by the tenth episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there, guys. Thanks for your patience. <laughs> All right. So Mortal Kombat, not recommended, but you know I do love the town. Oh yeah. But I haven't seen it in a while. So look, we gotta watch that together. I feel like we should. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate ya. All right. Have a great one, and we'll find you in our next exciting episode of Dissection. Ooh, boy, boy, boy. Get over here.